Hi, my name is Dina, but I'm better known by my pseudonym, The Leo with Cancer. I'm joined today by a very special guest, makeup artist, skincare enthusiast, owner of the best stocked bathroom in LA, <laughs> and my dear friend, Emily May. Hello, hello. Before we jump in, I'd like to start every episode with my favorite step in my beauty routine, the gratitude journal. Studies have shown that the practice of gratitude can actually improve your skin over time. It's pretty amazing. So, Em, want to start us off with something that you're grateful for? I am grateful for the meaningful friendships that I now have in my life. I am grateful that I always have eye drops because people are always making me cry. I'm so grateful for you too. I actually thank God every single day for my friends because um, friends are your chosen family. Yeah, it's taken me quite, I'd like to say quite a bit of time to actually find my my circle. Sure. But I'm here and it's good and it's great and I love it. And I wish that I could tell you that, like, when you're 36, you have, like, you found your circle. But no, you just keep looking for it. Damn so circle. It's always rolling away from I'm you. I'm sure it'll change. But, <laughs> you know, as of right now, I feel feel good about it. I mean, you're stuck with me forever. Exactly. Obviously. Right? Okay. Well, speaking of gratitude, as a special thank you for tuning in to the Radical Honesty podcast, I would like to give you a code. You can use the code Radical Honesty Pod to get 35% off your next order of the award-winning Leo oil created. Whoa, 35% off? This is how I'm going to get people to listen That's to the podcast. I'm you guys are lucky. Whoever's artist. listening to this podcast is like, consider yourself lucky. That does not happen very often. Well, and if you're wondering what Leo oil is, I'm pretty sure that you can get a very extensive description of it if you tune in to 101 and 102, mm-hmm. which are kind of the explanation, meet Dina, interviewed by one of her best friends, episodes that exist, as well as 103 and 104, where I really let myself get grilled by photojournalist Grace Bukumi. So lots of stuff about Leo Oil in there. So much so, in fact, that I don't even want to talk about it today. Instead, I want to talk about water. 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 Good old water. Good old water. Man, I posted this photo to my Instagram, and I got such a response to it. Oh, my God, the purple water photo? The purple water photo. Could you describe... crazy. Could you describe the purple water photo to those people at home who are just listening to our voices? So what did you put in it? Because that... So basically, was what was so crazy to me. The blue Clorox stuff that everyone uses. I just... to be fair, um, I've had a lot of company to recently. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. XOXO uh, Letter yeah, Kenny. Um, Letter Kenny fans out there. I've had a lot of people over, and I haven't been very good about cleaning recently. So it was like a pretty gr- You know how like the toilet bowls in LA turn pink from the hard water? Like you get those pink lines. Mm-hmm. So those were showing up. And you basically have to clean your toilet like every three days, which I think is how often you're supposed to clean your toilet. I don't know. That seems like how often. I feel like I do maybe. Once if, a week. Okay, once a week is good. Lucky, let's be, let's be realistic. I do also let's be realistic. Those, I do also use those like little blue. tablets yeah, that turn exactly. your water blue. Well, yeah. So exactly, they're supposed to turn your water blue. But in LA, 
it turned purple. It turned purple because the water is so hard. Hard water basically means that the water has a pH. And that pH messes with something that we are going to call the lipid layer and biome. Now, for those of you at home who don't practice skincare regularly or have a degree in biology or physiology, uh, the biome is kind of this layer of healthy bacteria, right? How would you describe it, Em? I'd describe it as kind of the protection layer, if you will. Sure. And it sits right on top of your face. And it's kind of like those fishes that live on the side of other fishes and eat off like bacteria and gross stuff. Like that's how I always imagine them. But they're really, really small and we can't see them. And we pretty much didn't acknowledge that they existed until maybe five years ago. Yeah. Throw back to 90s, over scrubbing, over exfoliating. I mean, 90s, 2000s. 2010s. And then we've been scraping off this biome for a long time now, trying to get to the skin cells because the skin cells are sort of like these puffy sacks. And when they're flat, you can really see it. They kind of, that's that skin texture that nobody wants. They're either flaky and they flake off or they're kind of, they get kind of saggy, you know, on the outside, like Mm -hmm. an overstretched pair of pants. Mm -hmm. And then you get that exaggerated pore (laughs) size. That's loss of elasticity. Mm -hmm. Like that comes from that skin cell. And we're obsessed with the skin cell. And the skin cell is skin can you say that <laughs> say that three times skin cell skin cell skin cell skin cell skin cell so the skin cell mm-hmm. is basically like this sack and you can put water in it and then it looks big and puffy and shiny and lovely or you don't have enough water in it and it looks sad and saggy and wrinkled and wrong mm-hmm. and we love that and so we really notice that a lot and we use a lot of products that yeah, you're not like gonna impact have that, that those anymore. skin cells, including yeah. scraping off the dead skin cells, because uh, you know, as they get older, you know, they keep expanding and contracting. What happens when you keep expanding and contracting things? They get kind of stretched yeah, out over time. You're not going to have that elasticity anymore. God damn it! That's the word I was looking for. Elasticity. Elasticity. So. People are probably at home and they're thinking, what does water have to do with elasticity? And the answer is that you do need to be very careful about what you put on your skin. And that includes what you take off of your skin in the form of exfoliation, uh, but also how you feed that biome. They're basically pets. Yeah. You know, they're pets. You have to feed your skin. uh, But they're pets who do one of the most important roles that the skin does because in between the skin cells is that lipid layer, right? And it's, I kind of imagine it like an ocean of oil, you know? And the skin cells are like these little islands floating on top of them, but like they're kind of light and they bounce around sometimes. And then you have um, like these plants and animals that live on that, those islands and in that water. And we don't really understand the plants and animals impacts on the water and the land yet, but we sure do know how to destroy them. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to change the pH. So if you took a bunch of skin cells 
and you put them in a petri dish and then you dramatically change the ph Many those skin them. cells yeah would <laughs> I was like, or they would look terrible more than likely yeah no i mean they've done studies on this i'm yes. sure i haven't seen yes. them but i'm feel very confident that yeah <laughs> that's happened mm-hmm. so depending on the s is s for those of you at home and emily as well did yeah, you ever do a science fair like, when you were a kid? Or calcified uh, or whatever yeah. it was. Of course, everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did someone did do the thing where they put the penny in the water yes. to see what happened? It's yes. usually, it's like they do it where it's like a penny in the water and then there's like Coke. Mm-hmm. Depending on the acis- mm-hmm. As- mm-hmm. acidity of it exactly science words yeah how fast it like penny broke down right and of course calcified or whatever it was and of course it was only you know two weeks or whatever in between when they tell you you're supposed to have the science fair project Mm -hmm. and when you're you know rushing the night before to buy the cardboard from Rite Aid (laughs) but everyone remembers that the coke is bad mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but everyone forgets that the, that the water damages the penny also mm-hmm. it yeah. causes it to rust yes and it's the same thing with the skin on your face and that's the thing about water is that it's a really powerful ingredient it can make some it can make metal rust and then break right and 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 we really put it in skincare products without thinking about how it may affect the pH, just mm-hmm. as a filler. Mm-hmm. We, you know, wash our faces with my stuff that comes out of the tap. Really cool, it's horrifying. My mom it used to use these old kind of Calistoga, like mineral water dregs to wash her face. And I thought it was because she didn't want to be wasteful. But I now realize it's because she didn't want to let the tap water touch her face. Which makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I mean, I personally love micellar water, as most of the people coming from Instagram know. Could you help me explain what micellar water actually does? Micellar water is actually really cool, in my opinion, because it it's kind of unlike any other makeup remover, where rather than kind of moving everything around and wiping it Foundation, off. It actually acts as a magnet and sunscreen pulls pollution. things from deeper kind of yeah. within than other products would. Yeah. So well, it, what it is, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is it's a surfactant, mm-hmm. a.k.a. soap, mm-hmm. that has been um, charged electrically so that it floats suspended between this water the micellized water that micellar water then bonds creates that bond with inorganic material on the skin inorganic meaning makeup pollution sunscreen pollution you know the, the person next to you coughing on yeah. you on the bus like you name it all well, of that stuff your face is doing a really good job of keeping of all of that stuff out but eventually it will need to breathe so and so giving your skin that time to breathe by cleaning it is very important i'm not arguing with that the problem is that when we strip out the oils from the lipid layer using an over-drying soap or surfactant, yeah. 
or right. so if we use a super moisturizing like oil cleanser, that, but then we then mix it with it, tap water. Uh, what acidic. ends up happening is that that pH changes and then the plants and animals that live on our skin but can't that's what live anymore and they die. Well, and a lot of people, like, people may not realize then is a lot of skincare products that you use are also wow. different in pH. I mean, so you're using water that mm-hmm. is more than likely more acidic, I'm assuming. Right. Tap water. Mm-hmm. Skin's mm-hmm. natural pH. I Google. I had to Google this today. Someone actually asked me, and I didn't know, but it's 5.5. So it is a little bit acidic. And then also right. So if you're using also needs a preservative tap water that's more acidic than that, and then going in it, going in with a vitamin C, which is also very acidic. Oh, I didn't even think about that because, you know, we love vitamin C because it's an antioxidant, right? That's what causes an irritation later. And a lot of people are like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And I would assume that that's probably a good reason. Wow. I mean, I I always think, I always check ingredient labels looking for water. Mm -hmm. And I just don't buy products that have water as an ingredient unless it's something like a rose water Mm -hmm. or whatever. Because... I it's also no, just a filler I've, ingredient that's usually unnecessary. Yeah, I've had nights right. where I, I mean, the truth is that our skin and is and then also needs sorry to interrupt you. No, also needs a preservative if you put water in it. Right. It goes um, bad. Uh, like it, there's so I many things about it that I don't really understand. But let's assume that you live a completely water-free water life. Um, and I don't have Does your face get clean enough from the micellar is always the question people AKA, ask me. And know, I don't use anything else, so except I sometimes when I'm lazy at the gym. And then I like always it regret it because afterwards my face needs to be like recovered from it. But like, does your face... I don't wear makeup, so people will kind of brush me off and they'll say, like, hey, of course my cellar water works for you, you freaky sweet, freaky skin, no, like Swamp Witch or whatever. Yeah, I've had nights where I wear a full face of makeup and I use only my cellar water because I refuse to go to bed without taking makeup off. Amen. Um, <laughs> and I then go in the next morning and use I mean, even when I was rose water school, or micellar we water or whatever um, and I don't have any residual it was a whole thing you know yeah. residue leftover break, yeah, aka yeah. you know foundation makeup mascara that kind of thing so I personally feels feel like it is a good substitute for tap water I think or just makeup remover in general this is one of the failures in science education in this country is that we don't With teach people how to take care of their skin as part of science education, mm-hmm. right? Because one, I think a lot more people would realize that like, if you want to be like me, you really do need a background in science. So my my mom was the one who taught me, yes. you know, beauty school is science school. You have to learn how to mix the chemicals to create mm-hmm. the bonds. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene from Legally Blonde, you know, when she's talking about the perm and the chemicals. I mean, even it. when I was in makeup school, that was what we were doing for making prosthetics. You have to mix this yes. one part with one part. and It was a whole thing. You right. Know? It, there's so much chemistry involved. Yeah, yeah. But... I think that maybe then people would have more of a healthy respect for water. 
because right? I think right be like now, a cartoon. people think of it as something, okay, I'm really focused on water. I'm trying to drink eight glasses of water. I'm trying to avoid plastic water bottles. I mean, I'm looking at both mm-hmm. of us right now with, with our, our reusable, reusable plastic bottles. Right. Our BPA-free reusable plastic water bottles. And, um... Mm-hmm. Now you have to drink because staying hydrated is yeah. very important. If you're listening to this, you need to drink water. I told someone once that stay hydrated is how girls like us say I love you. Yes. And if you're a but they also have at the same time, I also I sometimes I see people washing their face and obviously I'm not giving unsolicited so feedback, no but I want to like bat their hand at me. I I just want to issue like a warning. You know, I want there to be like a commercial like. Like a banner that runs, attention, putting water on your face could be potentially damaging if the water, you know, is of a certain pH. And then everyone in America goes, what's a pH? Like, this is science education is flawed. I just, it's hard because people come to me and they ask me for skincare help and they just they want me to tell them to buy something mm-hmm. right they want me to say like oh buy this thing and this thing will help and i always say the same three Rather things than change what you're currently doing right i say one stop putting water on your face mm-hmm. no water touches your face two sunscreen mm-hmm. every hour the way that it's directed on the package it seems like a lot because it is it is an actual armor barrier protecting your face from gross stuff yes and if you're a makeup wearer they also have things like setting spray that is a has sunscreen random so yeah there's no excuse anymore it's not that hard and it makes such a big difference and three is just to drink water and people think they drink water i think i drink water but the days when i actually track i never drink enough water so you know it's it's not the it's not the panacea that people are looking for but i do think that i use water in a couple of really creative ways for beauty that most people don't really realize or think about for example i love ice cubes i think ice cubes are a panacea and when my face is inflamed whether it's a rash or a pimple an ice cube will often be my first step because it's anti-inflammatory it feels good it will immediately reduce redness and swelling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course it's the kind of thing that you have because like wouldn't it be great if you know when i got my pimple i had my glossier zit stick and i had my leo oil and i had my whatever but no of course not it's always when i'm like somewhere for 24 hours and i forgot my makeup bag and i just assume that i'm gonna be fine but like you know stuck now i'm there and there's like a whomper you know just like throbbing like on my chin but um the other way i like to use it again it's all science right it's like i like to freeze it and I like to heat it. <laughs> so I like to use it to create steam. Which hot I'm, compress. And then either do a hot compress, mm-hmm. right. which is amazing, or even just Dina steam. Tom, just yeah. put yeah. your yeah. face yeah. in a bowl of steam, throw some essential oils cool. in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you can use Lee oil like for this. It's great for this. But anything yeah. will work. And you put a towel over your head in the bowl, and you just sit. Mm-hmm. And, like... Your skin glows. Your it looks amazing glows. right afterwards. Good. It's just... And, of course, boiling the water takes 
changes the water so that mm-hmm. it's not bad for your skin as right. much anymore. So that's something to factor in as well if you're thinking. It takes out all the nasty. Yeah, it gets out all the gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Boil the water. Boil the water. So we've just talked about water for like 25 minutes. There's so much to talk about with there water. There is though. so much to talk so about with things. water. But I feel like we're mm-hmm. forgetting something really big and I don't know what it is. Oh, what about the therapeutic benefits of laying in a pool of water? Because as you know, I am a mermaid. Yes. Mermaid life. And and, and part of that, a mermaid and a Pisces moon, it means that if I don't duck myself in a tub of water, I want to say like once every five to seven days, I just... Really, like the scales come out, mm-hmm. right? So Our favorite thing to do, for, again, Dina taught me, of course, of course, <laughs> when we lay on her rooftop with her pool. No, you can do it in the back. We do, do a it, yeah. like DIY cryo dip. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I grew up mm-hmm. with in terms of water was this like kind of European spa experience. So my mom Learned grew up in this town mom. in Hungary that has this like crazy like famous thousands and thousands of year old or whatever. It's like you brush your hair a hundred times. Um, spa. And you know, you go and you soak in the hot water and then you go and you soak in the cold water. And the cold water is ah, very well, cold. It's like all right. from the mountain mm-hmm. stream. Mm-hmm. The hot water is from the geyser or whatever. So it's very, very hot. But... You know, my mom and her friends would just go back and forth between <laughs> hot, cold pool, cold pool, hot, cool, cold pool. And it's like exercise. It's like working out your metabolism mm-hmm. spikes. Oh <laughs> um, but it also, for your skin, it just, it's like, a, it just, all the bad it's stuff. It's invigorating. Your skin goes like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just like spits it all out, right? Because you're hot, you're sweaty, and then it gets cold, and your body's like, oh, different mode. Get all that bad stuff that we were just sweating out and it just pushes it out and then it's out and you're cold and you're shaking and it feels good it hurts that it feels good it hurts a little bit but you feel so for again lack of a better word reinvigorated and you don't you know you don't need like a pool on your roof to be able to do this no, you, so can you do it in the bath you, you could do, do yeah what I, you know one of the things that i used to do when i was younger was i would take a really hot bath and then i would end with a cold shower it also mm-hmm. makes your hair really shiny if you end with cold water at the end of a shower it seals the cuticle yeah. and makes your hair that extra one from shiny. my mom yeah <laughs> i feel like that's an old trick i think i learned that from my mom too and now i'm gonna have to google it and it's like see. you brush your hair a hundred times and then you rinse your hair with, with cold, cold water. water that's how you have shiny hair that's how you have shiny hair that's what they do to horses oh, you know well, horses right. have naturally wavy hair it's like kind of rough and then they just brush it until it gets shiny that makes sense. Yeah, that's where I got that particular technique, my infamous brushing technique, also known <laughs> as the Marsha Brady. Marsha, what are you doing? Oh, no, I forgot <laughs> the count. One, oh two, my gosh. <laughs> three, and before she's like 96, 97. Anyways, Jan, I lost the count. So... Hot and cold water. One of my favorite ways to do this just for my face is I'll do 
the steam like we talked about and then an ice bath and if you have like a really special event and you're willing to stick your face in an ice bath for it it's worth it because your face will look amazing yes don't forget to use purified water and um the other thing that you can do is you can take like a really hot bath and then just not turn the heat on and then get out of the tub and just stand there when it's freezing cold. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It's misery. If you can, I would say take a cold shower and then get back in the tub, you know, get hot, make the water way too hot. Leave a little bit of That's space what I was at the say. top, yeah. dunk your body in like a tea bag. If you have AC, crank it up for a sec. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's, I, I mean, I think the point is that your body has to adjust to the temperature. And as a result of that, your metabolism has to work really hard to warm you back up again. And it goes from nothing because it wasn't really working to keep you warm. It was working to keep you cold. That. I think the switch flicking is the, is the part that consumes the most calories, going from trying to keep you cold to trying to keep you warm. But honestly, so, we've wandered off you. into the weeds here. And I, I, know. <laughs> I do know. I read in Tim Ferriss's book when he was talking about the like stuff that eventually turned into everyone having a cryo chamber or whatever, that um, he lost a ton of weight from doing it. But... I don't actually want to lose weight. I'm more focused on my skin, the things that hold my organs in, as I like to call it. <laughs> so I, I, I really, I think a lot about will mm-hmm. yeah, doing me, that, this that take over as the mechanism of action day, for something that my that body was, oh, is doing, or will it help to achieve balance? And I think water is the perfect example of this, but I'm going to use another example first. So when you use chapstick, here's one people are very familiar with, and you provide that kind of waxy lipid layer, afterwards people experience their lips feeling more dry because the oil production in that area just calms down they're like oh well it's fine you don't need us and then it just goes and you know (laughs) takes a nap or whatever um it's kind of similar to what leo oil does with the meadow foam seed oil and kind of sebum producing glands your the skin reads it as oh the skin is hydrated and then it I'm making air quotes, by the way, as I say this. And none of these statements have been evaluated by the so FDA. So 5.5 is the pH for your skin, Leo right? oil cannot be used to treat, diagnose, what? cure. Do you know or what the ideal... I don't know. Six other words I can't remember. Any kind of medical condition. Because it would be so, kind of a fun experiment to like get you know, you have and test your tap water. Water, right? Or you have chapstick or you have... Um, some kinds of moisturizers and and what they do is they take over the mechanism of action for your body so they say you don't need to do this I got this water of course is the perfect example because even just splashing water on your face will make it feel quote unquote more clean of course that clean feeling is probably your biome screaming in pain or something you know that like kind of tight mm-hmm. feeling yeah, that, that I've learned, of course. It would be nice course. to know to also, in the day, you know, how you was, oh, my face is clean. No, my face is really, really, really dry. Right. And getting well. to the point of dehydration. Because it, the water has just stripped 
that more, that sebum, mm -hmm. which is how the skin hydrate. Like our skin doesn't hydrate with water. No, oil. Oil is our friend. Oil is our friend. But won't they give you acne? Not today. No. Nope. Not today. Um. Okay. Wow. So that's been thirty minutes of talking about water. Time flies, man. Wow. I. I think that we pretty much covered it, though. So, mm -hmm. you know, never, ever, ever let your face touch water again. <laughs> uh, or at least do your best to try and min minimize it. Or if you must use water, which, of course, a lot of yes, people must, important. then you can use a toner like rose water, which helps to stabilize the pH. So instead of taking over for the mechanism of action, it's a little bit adjusting. So So 5.5 is the pH for your skin, right? Yes. What do you know what the ideal pH for water would be? Because it would be kind of a fun experiment to like get test strips and test your tap water. Well, we should do that. But the truth is that it's not going to be a single number because what you're going to want is what balances out what's in your personal system. So if you're particularly acidic, then you would want something that was more basic or vice versa. Right. So it would obviously be a range, but... I know from just like looking at overpriced bottles of performance water at the grocery store that it's anywhere from 4.5 to 6.5 is typically like what Essentia and like those kinds of okay. brands are the ones that claim to do that. Um, but, you know, it would be nice to know to also, you know, how you incorporate other skincare products and whatnot, because of their pH levels as well. Yeah, pH is crazy. I think about pH in terms of my skin and I think about how happy my skin is, right? Mm -hmm. And when my skin has a happy pH, then it is beautiful. And when my skin has an unhappy pH, and I don't really worry about what the numbers are because it's it's that feeling, right? It's that tightness in the skin that we were talking mm -hmm. about or it's the... Basically, the takeaway from today's episode, which is going to end very soon, is that you should always listen to your skin. Mm -hmm. What works for someone may not work for you, but the best way to know if something is working is how does it feel? It should feel good. It should look good. It should smell good. You should like the packaging. You should like the values of the brands that you're shopping for. Yes, very important. Okay, well, it is 333. Everyone make a wish. Um, I wish that this podcast was over. Oh, my wish isn't granted. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.